CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Then I opened my eyes and I was back home. 
Why did you refer to your home as somewhere else? I told you I don't know. In the dream... Doctor, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm not sure it's a dream. Well, what else could it be? I have to keep saying I don't know. Whether it's a dream or reality, you seem to be in a place. Yes. It seems to be a medieval place. I feel it's more than a thousand years ago. And there's a war. Yes, the long ships are always attacking some fortified place with a wall around it, a stone wall. Never a greater slaughter of heroes, a struggle of standards, a hurling of javelins, a crash of the charges, a wielding of weapons. That has passed over, so this may be sung. Yes. Go on. With what? <laughs> With what you were saying. You were speaking... Well, it sounded like a poem. It didn't seem to have rhyme, but it had a rhythm, a, a rhythm to it. And what was it about? You don't know? Dr. Miller, I don't have the faintest idea. Well, listen. It's on tape. You've been so 
nervous. This past month. Oh, sorry. Did you go to the doctor? Yes. And, and what did he tell you? Oh, very little. Practically nothing. Harold, would you mind if we didn't go to the movies tonight? Oh, uh, of course not. I seem to have this headache. You poor darling. The best thing for that is rest. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I have a whole pile of work I could take care of tonight. Well, then why don't you do that? Oh, that's what I love about you. You understand that a man has serious obligations to his job. Well, of course. Harold Olafson, 
whom I don't love. Help. Wait. Isn't your fiancé's name Hal? Yes. And you're not too enthusiastic about the marriage, are you? Well, that's true. So I am beginning to think that this may be why I'm having those dreams. Well, my dear, it would account for why you're having dreams in general, but not for why you're having those dreams in particular. And there's another man. A handsome Viking. Well, he's a pirate. Thorfinn Turgesson. Uh-huh. And do we have a modern equivalent on the scene here? No. But you're waiting for him, aren't you? I have been. I'm, I'm 32, and... Well, you know I... No, you're not happy. No, and I won't be happy if I marry Harold, and I won't be happy if I have to be alone, and so it's a dilemma. And since you can't solve it, you try to escape in dreams. But are they dreams? But why Vikings? And how do you know so much about them? Uh, You started having these dreams, you say, about a month ago? Yes, Doctor. You didn't have any dreams even remotely like them before? No. Why did they begin a month ago? What happened? Was there an event? An event? What sort of event? A month ago. That would be um, June 3rd. A Saturday. You came in here. I say I have the record. Uh, June 14th. Now, you told me you were having those dreams. You remembered the day they began, Saturday night. So what happened Saturday that could have triggered them? I don't... Now, don't say you don't remember. We're going to put that day together. Now, what happened on Saturday, June 3rd? That seems to be changing your whole life. Obviously, something must have happened. But what? It's true that a single event that may last only a moment in time can change the direction of one's entire existence. But tracing it down may be almost impossible because it doesn't have to be something big, bold, dramatic. It could be something as hard to pin down as a wink, a smile, a whisper. I'll be back in a few minutes with Act Two. You may like the flowers that April showers bring, but you probably won't like having mud and footprints tracked into your home. That's why you need the April bargain of the month from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you it's a Monsanto 18 by 30 inch doormat, now just $2.99. Thousands of polyethylene blades clean dirt and debris from shoes. So when people come indoors, the outdoor stays out. Get this Monsanto doormat for just $2.99 while supplies last at participating True Value Hardware Stores. Is a dream? 
Is someone trying to tell us something? If you can't answer these questions, you're in distinguished company. Neither could all the great scientists, psychologists, and philosophers. Saturday, June 3rd. Remember it? Yes, Doctor. Why? Uh, was it a special day? <laughs> Any day's a special day if I don't have to go to work. <laughs> well, that tells us something about your job. What did you do on that morning? I went to the old Renby place. Oh, I mean, the Renbys have been dead, gone these past 20 years. The property belongs to the state now. But nobody minds if you go there and pick cranberries. So you went berry picking Saturday morning. Alone? Yes, Harold was out of town. Or did you spend the whole morning there? Well, you don't just go to pick cranberries. You enjoy the fresh air and the sunshine, the view. You bring a book and a sandwich. Well, what did you do afterward? I went home and I wallpapered my bedroom. That took all afternoon. Then I went to my mother's for dinner and we talked a while about, you know who. We watched TV and then I went home and to bed. And that night you had the first dream? Yes. On TV, did you see a movie, perhaps, about Vikings? Well, actually, we watched a baseball game. My mother's a fan. And that was Saturday, the 3rd of June. Yes. Have you told me everything, every little incident? Start again. While I was picking berries, I tripped and fell. Is that the kind of thing you want? Yes, yes, go ahead. And I saw this funny piece of iron lying there on the ground. Iron? Well, I could tell it was very old because it had that uh, rippled sort of look. Uh, describe it. It's about eight or nine inches long, and on one end of it, it's about an inch or so wide, and it sort of narrows down to a point. Like a knife? Yes, a knife. Well, what else can you tell me about it? It has some marks on it. I would say it might be some kind of writing. In what language? Well, I don't know. I'm not even sure it's writing. What did you do with it? Well, I brought it home. I mean, you know people always finding things around here from colonial times, so I I used it as a paperweight. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to see it. But what would it have to do with anything? Whatever happened to you on that day, the 3rd of June, could be of the utmost importance. is what I like best about you. The daughter of one of the most powerful earls in the land. And here, she feeds the chicken in the barnyard like some common wen. They are my chickens. Well, it's the wife of Thorfinn. You could be mistress of the sea. I shall soon be the wife of Harold Olafson. Shall you soon be the happy wife of Harold Olafson? I could reach down and sweep you into my arms, and we should ride like the west wind to the shore where my long ship waits. And this is a pirate. We are all pirates, Lady Edith. Where do the gold dishes and silver spoons in your father's house come from? Hmm? The plundered towns and ships of three oceans. They still sing of the great deeds of the mighty Goodlift Garrison. Yes, I shall yet take you with me. When? When you ask me. When I ask? When you say to me, please, beloved Torfin, take me. Wherever you go, I shall be at your side. I am waiting for you to say that. Then you shall be the most patient man in the world, Thorfinn. I had this knife. That's what it is. Examined at the Fine Arts Museum in Boston. It's an 11th century Viking dagger. At one time, it must have had a hilt made of leather. It was probably set with precious stones. But how can they know that, Doc? The writing says, From Thorfinn Kerjutsen to his bride, Lady Edith. But those are the names I've been telling you about. Could you have read those names on the blade and constructed this fantasy? But how could I read it? Ah, yes, that's true. But I have a question. What would a Viking knife be doing in a cranberry patch in Rhode Island? I ask the same question. It seems that the Vikings set sail for the New World about the 11th century. We know they went to Greenland, Labrador, Nova Scotia, and further south they found a place they called Vinland. 
Vinland. Historians aren't sure where this place was. Vinland. Some say it was Nantucket. Markland. We know they passed by Cape Cod. Fiedestandi. And they sailed perhaps south and west, here to the shore of Rhode Island, where they found vinbers or wineberries. Perhaps cranberries. Let us cut the vine, said Leaf, and we shall have a loading for the ship. Oh, what did uh, Leaf say? Leaf? You just mentioned that name. I don't know what to think anymore. This knife, this thousand-year-old Viking dagger, it's the clue. But how? How can it mean anything to me? How did you get it? I told you I found it in the fields at the old dandy place. I mean, how did you get it the first time? How did Thorfinn Kerdudsen present it to Lady Edith? Doctor, do you know what you're saying? I only know we have one line of approach. And where can it lead us? Tell me more about Thorfinn the pirate. I don't know anything about Thorfinn the pirate or whoever he was. Try to think. No. Listen to me, Dr. Miller. It's true I have led a dull, prosaic existence. And my only romance, if you can call it that, has been with a dull and prosaic man. I'm fighting it. Therefore, I am dreaming about this swashbuckling Viking pirate who shall take me away from all this. Does that make sense? Well, it happens every day. But why to a Viking? Why to someone so remote and from a culture so foreign? That bothers you? It doesn't bother me. There's a little mystery here, I admit, but it doesn't change the essential nature of my dilemma. Which is? To marry Harold or to live alone. Probably for the rest of my life. I've thought it over. And I'm going to marry. And better to be Mrs. Somebody than Miss Nobody. Well... I know that there are two sides to that story, especially in these so-called enlightened times. But I'm afraid to be Miss Nobody. And after a while, most marriages settle down to a sort of Dull routine, anyway. So you've made your decision. Yes. You may live to regret it. Either way, I'll regret it. And the Vikings? There's an explanation. Yes? What? Oh, Doctor. Just because we can't come up with it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Invitations engraved at Stackpool. <laughs> Do them at Stacy's then. Mother, it doesn't matter. You can discuss that with the minister, Mother, after all. <laughs> it's your wedding. N- no. What I meant was it's very important to you. Yes, it is to me too, Mother. Thank you, Brother Bill. Mother, I I think it's Harold at the door. Yes, Mother. I know we're going to be deliriously happy. Edith, darling. Harold, come in. Well, dear, have you decided where would you like to go on our honeymoon? Oh, it doesn't make any difference. How can you say that? Well, you should have some preference, Harold. I do. What would you say to a cruise? Cruise? Yes, dear. A week's cruise. Well, that's all we can really afford. Yes. We couldn't spare more time away from our jobs. I know. After all, we'll need a rather large down payment for the house. I realize that. The bigger the down payment, the less you pay in interest. Years ago, when rates were dramatically lower, this really wasn't a factor. Uh, however... Well, I understand. I, I really, truly do understand. Oh, that's why I love you, darling. That You've never been on a cruise. But I can tell you it must be so romantic and... and helpful. Come. Come and ride the sea road, lady. Hear the wind whistle. 
listen to the reading, the chant of the roar. You're standing in my way, Thorfinn. And what are you doing, feeding the pigs? They are my pigs. You should be a queen. Come. I cannot. Why? I am to marry Harold Olofsson tomorrow. Oh, I refuse to allow it. Indeed. Yes, yes, listen to me, beautiful Edith. You are no longer made a maid of 16. You're twice that age. Are you so adept with a compliment? Why have you not married till now? Shall I tell you? All your life, you have waited for me. For you? For a man like me. Flatter yourself. Now that I'm here, why do you refuse me? Please go away. Send me away. Very well. I send you away. You can only send me away by swearing to me that you love Harold. Swear to me that he is the only man in the world for you. Swear it. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> you cannot. Oh, fair Edith, listen. Come with me to the ship, to the wide open waters, to freedom, adventure. Meet me here in the courtyard tonight. No. I will come with my men. We will have swift horses. Please. Meet me tonight. Tonight I sail. If you refuse to sail with me, you should spend the rest of your life with that fat, stupid Harold Olafson. Decide, Edith. Decide. Edith 
Goodleaf's daughter, the daughter of a Viking earl, or both. Decide, Edith. Decide. I don't know. I don't know, Thornton. Well, progress. Good. We go from no to I don't know. I don't. Think. I have been thinking. I have done nothing but think ever since I first saw you. And the more I think, the less I know. Good. It is not well to know too much. Only how to fight, make love. Let us not think. Let us act. I shall come for you tonight. Thornton. Wait for me here in the courtyard. But I don't know. You know, fair Edith. In your heart, you know. Doctor, this time, the dream, it's more vivid than ever. But in what way? In every way. The colors. The sky is very blue. The sun is brilliant. I see the courtyard. My father's house. Now I see the house itself, made of logs. My dress is sort of heavy linen. I have a thick gold bracelet on my arm. Yes. And Thorfinn... He's very tall. His hair and beard are very black. He's coming for me. Tonight, he'll take me away with him. And? That is, if I choose to go. Do you? I don't know. Well, I suppose we'll have to wait and see. But what are we going to see? Well, your next dream will tell you, won't it? Yes. I'm sure it will. Did I go away with Thorson? Or did I stay home and marry Harold? Uh, do you do you mind if we park here for a while? It, it's a very pretty view. Yes, Harold, isn't it? Edith, I think I should say something. I know I'm not a very romantic fellow, and well, maybe that's why you seem to be holding back. Holding back? I, I kind of sense that you're not exactly in raptures about our impending marriage. Are you? Oh, well, actually, I'm not the type of person who could be described as rapturous. All right. That? I can't help being the way I am, can I? No, I guess not. But the way I am isn't so bad. I'm a very steady person. I'm dependable. You know that. Yes. That, that has to count for something. Well, it does. I'm a sincere person. I can be trusted. I know that. And I'll try to make you happy. Edith, perhaps I shall never fill you with rapture, but neither shall I plague you with sorrow. Well, with me, you'll always have the golden mean. Uh, you'll never be tossed on stormy seas. There will always be the calm of the safe harbor. That, well, that's all I have to say. I understand, Harold. I understand. The golden mean. The safe harbor. Isn't that what everybody really wants? and I am here, and here I shall remain. I am not the woman for you. I won't believe it. Come, there's adventure, romance. I don't want adventure and romance. I, I thought I did. You, you, you do believe me. There is nothing in this world to compare with the wild excitement of love. I'm afraid of it. Afraid? Yes, afraid that it cannot last. Afraid that the loved one may die. But to be afraid is to refuse to live. One lives as best one can. And so, you shall be content to marry fat, stupid Harold? I'm not afraid to love him. I'm afraid to love you. I could lean down and swing you across my saddlebow. In less than an hour, we shall be riding the wild sea road. Well, you won't. Who is to stop me? You shall stop yourself. 
You said I shall take you with me when you ask me. You said that. Yes, I said that. You will take me when I say, please, beloved source, and take me wherever you go. I am waiting for you to say it. I can only say, beloved source, please go. Go without me. Ride the wild sea roads without me. Become lord of the world without me. Edith, listen. No. You must go without me. Yet lived it. 
But if you go back, you will die. Along with all the others. The others? The colony that Leif Erikson left in Vinland. Uh, it disappeared from the face of the earth. But my beloved awaits. And I was wrong. There's no life without love. My dear, you are having hallucinations. For your own good. Oh, I am the one who will decide. My own good. I shall go back to Thorfinn. I shall meet him in the courtyard. What courtyard? Where it doesn't exist. Doctor, you think I'm mad? I thought so too at first. But I'm not. I belong there. It's part of me and that's why I know so much about it. Edith. I am actually... Lady Edith, and I don't understand why or how. May I suggest I know that what you... you're going to suggest, that I go somewhere for observation. Well, No, I... Doctor. If this is madness... I never could... Even it... if it is, it's certainly more wonderful than anything else I've ever known in my life. Will I see you tomorrow? No. Edith, I don't think you should stop seeing me. Uh, another doctor, if you prefer. I can't see you or anyone else tomorrow. Because tonight I'm going away with Thorfinn. Dr. Miller? I'm Lieutenant Spring. Uh, yes. Uh, what can I do for you, Lieutenant? It is about Edith Nelson. She uh, disappeared last Saturday night. I know. She was supposed to have been married the following day. Uh, she's been seeing you, Doctor, uh, and you're a psychiatrist. Uh, would you know why? Well, it's not uncommon for a person to be overwhelmed by the thought of a marriage and to simply run away. You've heard of that. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Or else she may have changed her mind about the whole thing and just decided to pull up stakes and leave. Yes, I've uh, heard of that, too. But her money and her bank account and all her possessions are still here. Now, her mother knows them all through the last paperclip. The only thing that's gone is a uh, paperweight. A paperweight? Yes. yes. Her mother says it's an old piece of iron that might have had some value as an antique. you have any ideas, Doctor? I think she may have been looking for something. Or someone. Or who? What? Something in the past. Oh, the past. Well, uh, how long ago? Last month? Last year? No. No, this is a very distant past. Perhaps a thousand years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you don't have any idea where she might have gone last week. I can only tell you, Lieutenant, that right now she may be at home. Home? She hasn't been there in over a week. Lieutenant, it's entirely possible that she is at home now. But I have just come from there. No, no, no. The place you have just come from, the place you call home, is really somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Doctor. Thanks a lot. What else could the doctor tell the detective? The same story we've told you? In the first place, it's quite possible he doesn't believe it himself. And if he does, what's the use? Who would believe him? I'll be back with something for you to believe shortly. Hi, I'm Susan Anton. Goodness that feels good by day needs firmness that feels good by night. That's why you'll love the Serta Perfect Sleeper. Luxurious top comfort plus deep inner support. You get both with every perfect sleeper. So remember, be a perfect sleeper. This is Mary Tyler Moore for the American Diabetes Association. Each day presents us with choices. But if you have diabetes, you have no choice. You must learn how to live with diabetes, or you won't live very well or very long. The American Diabetes Association will teach you or someone you love how to live. We teach diabetes survival. We have the information you need. Call your local American Diabetes Association. We're in your phone book. 
this has been an hour devoted by and large to dreams. What are dreams? We've asked this question not once, but many times. And the answers are infinite, if not definite. Are dreams reminders of the past? Forecasts of the future? Auguries of our fate? Or, as Mr. Dickens might put it, are they merely an undigested bit of beer? Our cast included Marion Seldes, Lloyd Batista, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Captain, I have been appointed spokesman. For whom? For all the officers and men. Captain, we respect you, but we cannot be pawns in this your quarrel with the Governor General. My quarrel? Go back home. Settle it. It isn't your quarrel. This isn't your fight for gold and glory. You ask us to commit treason. Treason only if we fail. It's fame and the Emperor's favor if we succeed. We have families in Spain who can be punished. Betray me and you have families who shall be disgraced. Enough talk, enough soul-searching. I shall make the decision for you. Juan, where are the men with the torches? Here, Captain! Are the musketeers and the crossbowmen ready? Ready! Have them fire at any man who tries to stop us. Forward! What are you going to do? Cortez, what are you going to do? Step aside, Francisco, or be shot. Are you mad? What are you going to do? This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio.